Welcome to Philanthropy Today, powered by the GMCF, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. I'm Dave Lewis, your host for Philanthropy Today, where we discuss the efforts of members of the nonprofit community that are working in conjunction with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. We have a new series of episodes. And we call them the 25 Days of Christmas, where our focus will be on end-of-year giving and holiday hopes for our organizations. We'd also like to remind you to subscribe or follow Philanthropy Today wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get notifications when our new episodes launch. Now to the 25 Days of Christmas on Philanthropy Today. Philanthropy Today of the 25 Days of Christmas. We're having a lot of fun today, and we're visiting with uh, a couple of folks from UFM, beginning with Linda Tiener, Executive Director. Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Thank you. It's fun to be here. We've been friends for a long time, but it's always a joy. In fact, I was on the board for with UFM and worked with you and have done a lot of things with you. And we're going to learn a little bit more about UFM and the holidays and such. And you brought a friend. I did, because uh, one of the programs that is funded by uh, Greater Community Foundation is Project XL, and Christina coordinates that, so I thought she could talk about what we're doing with Project XL uh, in the process. Christina Straben, welcome to Philanthropy Today. Hi, I feel welcome. Yeah, so what do you do? I am the Projects Coordinator at UFM Education uh, Programs, all that fun stuff. I coordinate uh, Project Excel and our teen mentoring program. I get together all our new courses and just look for more funding all the time. And whatever else Linda asks you to do. Yep. That's mm-hmm. the way it works. All the time. Linda, give us a nutshell description of UFM because you're involved in so many things. Yes, UFM is a campus and community educational resource program. We have been around for, what, almost 53 years now. Goodness. And uh, we connect the campus and the community. We serve as the bridge so that people can share ideas and learn from each other. Uh, The main thing we do is put together a catalog of courses where we find people from the campus and a Manhattan community who want to share something that they know with others. And we organize it. We publicize it and sign people up so that they can learn so you know you have taught things in the past i think you've taught some things on radio and how it works i have um i've taught things like sewing and crochet christine is going to be doing something on theater so there's just a variety of classes we normally have between 150 and 200 classes in each catalog and that's the main thing we do the new catalog will be on the streets in early january but it'll be available on our website, which is tryufm.org. That's T-R-Y-U-F-M dot O-R-G uh, about December 21st, and people can start registering for classes. Christina, you're kind of hitting the ramp getting into a whole new session, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been here since m- late March is when I started at UFM, and so I've been through summer, I've been through fall, and Technically, this will be the first time I've planned the spring catalog. Do you have a favorite course or at least a favorite type of course? I mean, I I have to plug my friend, Shanae. I have to. Linda's nodding her head because she knows. I have a friend who teaches Dungeons & Dragons classes. Uh, She teaches a Dungeon Master class, which basically teaches you how to run tabletop games like that. Um, I like the creative classes like that where it's just 
so niche, but there are a lot, there's a lot of interest in there, um, of just people you would never imagine. Like we had a, uh, grandma come in this last, um, this last section and she was just ready to go cause she wanted to play with her grandson. So it's just fun to see families come together and do things with each other. There's so much connectivity that's involved with the coursework that you offer, Linda. There really is. We're connecting people of various ages, people with different kinds of interests. Um, Maybe you want to just try out something new that you've never tried before. UFM is a safe place to do that. Uh, We have had people who have even taken a UFM class because they're thinking maybe they want to go to college or community college, but it's been a long time since they've been in school. So they'll take a UFM class to see if they can still think (laughs) and act and uh, so we serve as a conduit for just a variety of things that happen in the community speaking of connectivity you have a relationship with the gmcf the greater manhattan community foundation and and this time of year end of year giving that's an important factor for for funding some of the work that you do yes it is uh A major source of our funding is building up our reserves and building up our endowment uh, that we have through the Manhattan Community Foundation. We were one of the earliest nonprofits to become part of the Manhattan Community Foundation. Uh, And we are uh, always accepting donations into our accounts here. We have three accounts. And um, it serves as a great source of funding for us, particularly right now. Uh, We have lost a large number of courses. Uh, with the closing of the natatorium. We are still dealing with pandemic issues and are recovering considerably from some of the financial hits that come from not being able to offer those courses and connect to the community. And so we're always looking for new donations and be happy to take them anytime. And uh, those can be arranged here at the Greater Manhattan Absolutely they can, yes. Christina, do you get to work on some of these courses in a virtual platform? Oh, yeah. We offer uh, quite a few things online and in person. A lot of our professional development is asynchronous online, so you can just sign up and complete everything at your own pace, which a lot of people really enjoy doing because it uh, offers a lot of time to just get to it whenever you can get to it. And there are certifications that come along with those professional development courses. And I've never had a conversation that included the word asynchronous. (laughs) I didn't know it was a word until I started working here. (laughs) (laughs) We learned so much. It's great. Christina, if you were to have a Christmas wish pertaining to your work at UFM, what might that be? I could think of so many things. Mm -hmm. Uh... Think, think, think. I think the biggest one would be the teaching kitchen that we're trying to... The teaching kitchen. Tell us about that. I wanted to use the words cook up, but that is just way (laughs) too on the nose. Um, So there's definitely a need in the community for uh, education in the realm of food. Food insecurity, community gardens, things like that. We have two community gardens that are amazing and there's just a lot of talk about the needs of the community in regards to food and plus we have a lot of fun classes that uh, take place that are teaching people how to make Thai food or other ethnic foods and things like that that people really enjoy and we just don't have the space for it. There's also um, requests coming to us all the time about teaching some very beginning cooking skills. 
Uh, we have talked with uh, Cat's Cupboard specifically about some place to offer some classes to teach students how to cook something beyond ramen noodles. Uh, and we've talked about how to teach people to use the food that come with some of the harvester's baskets that come. You get a variety of fruits and vegetables, but I may not know how to I may not recognize them, let alone know how to cook them. And so we're talking about a teaching kitchen that could serve the needs uh, of very basic cooking skills that could perhaps help professionals who need a place that they could feel safe making jams and jellies or breads or things that they might be selling, and then a place to do recreation on fun cooking classes like UFM offers. It's a wonderful concept, but these things take money, don't they, Linda? They do. They take a lot of money, and uh, we have. they take special space also, and we've not yet found space that would work for that. Uh, we looked at using the solar addition that's right next to our building. You know, we're located at the corner of Thurston and Manhattan Avenue in Manhattan, and we have a... Uh, passive solar building there and we looked at reworking that it was going to take more just to rework the building than the whole kitchen was going to cost it was just not cost effective so we're continuing to look for space that would be easily updated to be able to do something like that and then find some funding to help underwrite that. I think it's a great need in the community. Uh, there is a lot of food insecurity. We've worked with the Food and Farm Council uh, that supports the idea as well. Northview was talking about a teaching kitchen in their area. So I think it's a conversation in the community. We would love to be able to pull that together and organize it, uh, but we need the funding and the location to make that happen. And in order to make that happen, if anybody would like to, to give to what could be a tremendous asset to our community, they can do that through the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Yes, they certainly could do that and can designate it uh, for a teaching kitchen. And then we can work with the other organizations in the community to help actually schedule and make that happen. Sounds like a good holiday wish for UFM. I think it's a great holiday wish. We've been wishing on that for almost a year now uh, and almost had a space and then we found out somebody took it from under us. So uh, we're looking for something along that line. And I know that there are some city uh, staff and uh, commissioners that are also interested in helping to support this. So I would love to be the catalyst to make that happen. How can people reach you if they'd like to help? If they'd like to help, they can call us at 785-539-8763. Uh, they can email me at lida at tryufm.org. Um, they can uh, call somebody at the Community Foundation and say, hey, we heard Linda talking on the radio, and we'd like to participate in that, and we'll get connected that way. Well, this has been a delightful and very informative conversation. Appreciate uh, the work that not only the two of you and, and your whole staff, but also a lot of volunteers that take advantage of that. And the website, again, for the catalog to come out uh, sometime soon online. It's tryufm.org. O-R-G. It's T-R-Y-U-F-M dot O-R-G. Linda Tiener, Christina Strabin, thank you for joining us on the 25 Days of Christmas here on Philanthropy Today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Philanthropy Today, powered by the GMCF, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. On our podcast, we discuss the efforts of members of the nonprofit community that work in conjunction with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. We have this new series of episodes called the 25 Days of Christmas, where we talk about end-of-year giving 
and holiday hopes for our organizations. Find out more about the work we do at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation on our website at mcfks.org. And just a quick reminder, subscribe or follow Philanthropy Today wherever you get your podcasts so you can get the notifications when our new episodes launch. I'm Dave Lewis. We'll see you next time.